Welcome to another episode of Family by Law with Brian Aldridge. I'm Brian Aldridge. This week I flew solo. Carlina and Karate Brian could not make it. So now we're just like every other podcast that is uh, two people. One of them can't make it and the other one just fills in somehow. We're a normal podcast now. I gotta be honest, I blacked out, don't really know what I said. I hope there's a podcast for those two to come back to. Welcome to Family by Law with Brian Aldridge. I am Brian Aldridge. See how that works. Uh, Stand-up comedian extraordinaire, nationally ranked, uh, one of the better stand-up comedians in the under $5,000 per weekend price range. Um, If you're not familiar with any of my work, uh, you might be familiar with people I've opened for and worked with. uh, Jackie Mason. Richard Lewis, Tom Driesen. If you are under 75 years old, I've worked with Dave Chappelle, uh, Bill Burr, two generations of Damon Wayans. I've been in a car with Nikki Glaser and Lil Rel. I lived with Craig Robinson from The Office for a little while. So, Dave Attell. I've worked with him. He made fun of me on stage. That was pretty cool. He said, how do you look like the before and after (laughs) picture? And I thought that was funny. Uh, So I've worked with the greats. I've been a a great adjacent. And there's some greatness in me. If you've ever seen me on stage, you're like, man, I can't believe that guy's not famous. And then if you ever saw how my uh, booking email that I send out looks, you'd be like, now I get it. So we're trying to improve the business end of it with the podcast, get some exposure out there. Normally I have a co-host. Normally I have my wife's daughter, by law my daughter, my daughter-in-law Carlina co-hosting with me. I have uh, her boyfriend, Karate Brian, usually sitting in the producer chair. This week neither one of them could make it. I assume they've eloped and gone off to Puerto Rico or Costa Rico, one of the Ricos, to get married. Or Carlina had to work at a large coffee conglomerate and was able to make it. You choose, audience, which one it is. Either way, they left me some uh, production notes, things to do for the show. We're going to rank some things later. Uh, I see here we got a new sponsor. Looks like Starburst Candy is going to be sponsoring the Family by Law with Brian Aldridge. Starburst. Sorry we haven't figured out how to not put them in individual wrappers. Starburst Candy. Nobody eats the yellow one. We know that. Why are you making yellow Starburst still? What's your favorite Starburst (laughs) I'm a pink guy myself. I go pink, red, orange, and then just I just then anything that's available to me. Starburst, thanks for sponsoring. And I'll tell you what, why can't Starburst do the same model as like M&Ms or Reese's Pieces? Do you hear what I'm saying, audience listening right now? Why can't Starburst do what M&Ms 
and Reese's Pieces do. Put a bunch of them in a bag, no wrapper, so I can scoop them and eat them. That wrapper on a Starburst greatly hinders my Starburst consumption. It takes me longer to take the wrapper off a Starburst than it takes me to eat a Starburst. And that can't be their design. They want you to eat them. They want you to buy more. But but they might stick together. Okay, figure it out. Jeff Goldblum, the actor who played the fly in the 1980s, led a team of scientists that revived dinosaurs after they had been extinct for millions of years, if you believe dinosaurs once roamed the Earth, which I do not. Earth's only 6,000 years old and flat. Starburst can find a way. It's not a real food. It's, It's wax and gum and food coloring and some sort of thing. Get it done, Starburst. Put them in a bag. Let me eat them more than once at a time. So Starburst, thanks for sponsoring Family by Law with Brian Aldridge. Um, what we do this weekend? We did WrestleMania. Uh, had fun. Uh, had the kids over against their will. My wife made it through two matches of the first night. Fell asleep. Made it through zero matches of the second night. Just kind of did her own thing. And then fell asleep by 9 o'clock. Uh, I loved it. I loved the WrestleMania. I made some chicken. It was good. And the most important thing about the chicken is nobody died from the chicken. And that's a plus. I bought some chicken wings. I didn't use a recipe per se, but I bought some high-quality chicken. The wings were, it's together. So when you buy wings at a grocery store or butcher... It's the wing. It's the whole thing, which makes me furious that wing restaurants sell you one wing and call them two wings. I don't know what makes me more mad. Them selling me two wings, that's really one wing, Or if they're going to break them, the ones that leave the little useless flap on the flat piece. Why are you doing that? You already broke it in half, break it in half one more time. Just give me the flat and the drum then if you're going to do that. And charge me for the two wings, you criminals. Buffalo Wild Wings is a chicken Ponzi scam. You heard me. Buffalo Wild Wings, not a sponsor, a family by law with Brian Aldridge. So I made the chicken wings, the full chicken wing. Uh, we got, uh, if you want recipe, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's no secret. It's not the colonel's secret, okay? I put some pepper on the wings. I put, I put them in a bowl, put a little olive oil on them so that the, the, the seasonings will stick. Put some pepper on them. A little, uh, like, onion powder, chopped up some garlic, tossed it in there. I don't even know how to cook, but I just, I was inspired. But I don't know, maybe it's divine. Maybe the universe just hit me with this chicken recipe. Poured them in a, put them in a bowl. Poured some pickle juice over the top of the chicken. Put some plastic saran wrap on the top, stuck it in the fridge for a few hours. 
Opened it up, put it in the air fryer, cooked it till it looked burnt. It wasn't. Tossed it in some sauce, fed it to my children. <laughs> Nobody died. Now, I didn't have the most confidence. I did eat three or four of the wings before they came home. And you could say, oh, you were hungry and you want it? Sure. But I just didn't. I was like, if I get sick from these wings with my iron gut, it will kill these kids. Everyone was fine. Everyone loved the wings. We had some spinach artichoke dip my wife made. It was good. Recipe is uh, cream cheese, sour cream, spinach. It's pretty, pretty simple stuff. But I'll tell you what, it was good. You put that on a Ritz cracker, you're ready to go. So we had some spinach and artichoke chip. Then this fancy appetizer that I didn't know existed until Saturday. Little cocktail wieners tossed in a crock pot with barbecue sauce on top. Now you may say to yourself, hey, Brian, every Super Bowl party you've ever been to serve those. How did you just not see them? Have you eaten them and forgot? Is this a Bernstein, Bernstein Bears situation? Look, I don't ever recall eating cocktail weenies with barbecue sauce on them in a crock pot. But I had them Saturday and they were delicious. We had chicken, crock pot wieners with barbecue sauce, spinach artichoke dip. And it was a feast and we loved it. Then the matches came on and I watched me some WrestleMania. John Cena, my favorite one, he he starts it off. WrestleMania starts at 8 p.m. Saturday. I I knew John Cena was going up first. I wasn't going to miss it. I I started watching 6 p.m. 6 p.m., I tune in. I'm like, I I can't risk missing the first match. Worth it. Saw it, loved it, cried a little. Not a lot, but a little. John Cena used his entrance with... uh, Bunch of kids with Down syndrome. Maybe other stuff too. I don't know. I'll tell you what. Those kids, a lot of waving when you get kids like that. They they wave. That's You stick a camera in a Make-A-Wish kid's face, he's going to wave at it. So we had, a lot of, we had a lot of kids waving at the camera. And John Cena got in there with all those special Olympians. And he said, never give up. Never give up. And then uh, we got a little teary-eyed. John Cena went down, did his thing. At one point, there's a spot in the match where he's doing his five-knuckle shuffle. He does a little hand prayer thing, bow to the crowd, because he knows this could be it. Unfortunately, John Cena doesn't win the match because the dirty, dirty Austin Theory bit him, punched him in the in the balls, won the match. Uh, overall, the WrestleMania was great. Uh, Carlina, the co-host, my daughter by law, not really following along. You could tell her heart wasn't in it, but she did it anyway. You know why? Because I'm her boss. I said this is for the podcast. <laughs> That's my new thing now. I'm going to start doing When the kids don't want to do something, hey, it's, it's for the podcast. You got to make sure you watch it so we can talk about it on the podcast. Uh, WrestleMania was for the podcast. And she's like, but we already talked about it. We already did the WrestleMania episode. And I was like, you come over, you eat this chicken, and you pretend to like it, but they like the chicken. In their hearts, they liked the chicken. 
the chicken was good. The spinach artichoke was good. The wrestling was good. The spending time with the family was fantastic. And the only downfall was for all of March, I was following a pretty rigorous diet. I was keeping it under 2,000 calories. Now, I am a 300-pound man. 2,000 calories is not going to fill me up. My belly's not going to be full, but it's also not going to be empty. I've been averaging a touch under 2,000 calories, limited carbohydrates, extended cardio, and I, I was trimming some weight. Probably took a 30-piece off in March. Uh, this weekend, d- did not follow that diet. And I'll pay the price Wednesday when I weigh in, and we'll see. But uh, that being said, I, I, I have high hopes of getting back to the diet. We're going to lose some weight. We're going to be fine, guys. We're going to live a nice, long, healthy life. Um, saw something cool uh, yesterday at the grocery store. I heard music playing out of nowhere. I was like, what, whoa, what's going on? Like some Kenny, some, it was saxophone music. In the parking lot of a grocery store, I look over, and it's a fella there trying to make some money. Now, I've seen couples working. I've seen this guy, you know, trying to, they're in need, and I'm not going to make fun of anyone in need. But one couple, uh, it was, it was, they're working as a team. The guy had a sign that said, we need money for gas. The woman with him, gas can, like that type of stuff. Solid sign tells you what they want and how you can help them. This guy, not a good sign. He's playing the saxophone pretty good, but his demand was ridiculous. His sign said, help me have three kids. So I was of no use to him. Because in 2023, I understand men can get pregnant. But I'm a little too old to carry one to term. Help me have three kids. How many do you already have? If you're at two, somebody could help you. But I don't think anybody's starting from scratch, you know? All you seem to have is a saxophone. How are you going to support... Three kids. Help me have three kids. One of the worst signs I've ever seen a homeless guy have. But, you know, maybe it's working for him. Maybe maybe he's already tricked someone into helping him have one of the three kids. Who's going to know? So they left me some notes for... Uh, things to do in the episode, stuff like that. But I'm, I'm going to freestyle it a little bit. Uh, we normally record this podcast on Mondays. But, the you know, we, we had dinner late. The Raw after WrestleMania was there. We're like, ooh, maybe we'll get some stuff from this. We did not. It was not a great episode. So we, I am recording this on Tuesday night. You're listening to it on Wednesday. Um... Don't tell me what happens (laughs) on Wednesday because I'm still in Tuesday if you're listening. 
Uh, former President Donald Trump was uh, arrested today. And that seems to be, if you're a huge supporter of him, it was a unjustful arrest. And if you are against Donald Trump, this was his like comeuppance for you. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see that happening. I think he's gonna, he's gonna beat these charges, guys. I don't know how to lay that out for you. I'm talking in my soft voice now. Because I don't want anybody upset with me. So politics are big now. That's that's huge. Um, I think that I covered that pretty well. I think I covered all the nuances of today's events just by saying what happened, and that there are people on each side that see it di- a different way. I feel like I nailed it completely. And uh, oh yeah. Saw this today. This was a good one. Uh, Former quarterback Colin Kaepernick from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Real stand-up guy. I'm kidding. He's not a stand-up guy at all. He's the opposite of a stand-up guy. He was a sit-down guy. Remember that? A couple years ago. Lost his job and sat on the bench. He's like, oh, I was just sitting here because... They won't put me in the game, but I don't want to admit that. I'll say it was for a reason. It wasn't. He's a he's up to some good stuff now. He's throwing his parents under the bus for so he can sell a book. That's that's a good character quality you want in a in a guy. Callan Kaepernick. He's throwing his parents under the bus. He's out there doing the interviews. He's doing the whole. My parents were problematic when I I don't know his voice, but this is what I imagine it sounds like. Because I don't want to do the whole uh, black voice, like, oh, oh, my parents were because I don't even know how to do that voice. Uh, but, yeah, he's uh, tossing his parents under the bus, doing interviews so he can sell a book, just like, uh, just like that uh, genius ginger, Prince Harry. Maybe they can go on tour together and uh, punch kids or something. I don't know what they do. But Colin Kaepernick, yeah, he's he's doing an interview. The whole, the whole. Uh, now we just tossing family under the bus, saying they they were problematic growing up. They weren't. <laughs> they took you in, and then now you're kind of tossing them under the bus so you can sell some books. So good on you, Colin. So I'll take time to uh, kneel for Colin Kaepernick's career. <laughs> so now on our show, we are going to rank things. We're going to, like, I don't know if you know how this works. We wrote a theme song for it, and I'm going to perform it for now. I don't have all of the musical instruments, but... Uh, here goes. Uh, debuting the theme song for our segment because we're going to bring in more of this. I feel like uh, we've done a couple of episodes that have been successful where we've drafted things, and but a draft doesn't really work when you're by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because I get all of the picks. If it was a draft, I pick one, co-host Carlina picks one, I pick one. 
But now I'm by myself, so I just pick stuff. So instead of a draft, we're just ranking it from top to bottom. And uh, the theme song is rank things. We're going to rank some things. Unless we got two people, then it'll be a draft and we'll take turns. But when you're by yourself, you just rank them. And that is sponsored by Subway Sandwiches. Uh, You want some sketchy turkey in a gas station? Subway, got your back. Subway, looking for a new spokesperson since 2016. Subway Sandwiches, eat fresh. So I said, you know what? You guys aren't here to babysit. You did tell me to rank things. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this time right now to rank certain things. I'll start with something lighthearted. I'm going to rank my favorite sports. So drum roll. These are Family by Law by with Brian Aldridge. Brian Aldridge's favorite sports ranked. Here we go. Number one, coming in number one. A lot of people want to go to build the drama. Five, four, three, two, one. Not me. I'm going to go top five. And then I'm going to go some, some non-ranked. And tell you why they're trash. Number one is American football. That's my favorite sport. Low commitment. One game a week. Couple hours. If you only watch your team. If you watch all of the games, your Sunday's gone and that's okay. American football starts after Labor Day. Ends first week of February. Most of your year is not spent watching. And you only got to watch once a week. The action is fast-paced. You got five fat guys out of 11. It's the perfect American sport. It's my favorite. My, my favorite team's the Bears. And my least favorite team is the dirty, rotten Green Bay Packers. Now without Aaron Rodgers. Football has been... I played football ever since I was a kid. Played football in college. For a little while, I was never quite the same after the John Mellencamp incident. And I went on to do other things. But football is my favorite. Um, number two, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not baseball. But it is baseball. I haven't watched a game in three years outside of when I went to Tropicana Field. <laughs> And watch the White Sox, my favorite team, play the Rays. But it's still my second favorite sport because I'm an American. And it's America's pastime. I don't know who's on any of the teams anymore. But I know there's a Japanese guy, Shashio Tantehe. Shashio Tana. I don't have Brian, Karate Brian. To correct me, and I'm looking to my wife, and she has no idea what I'm talking about. There's a Japanese guy who is basically the best pitcher and best hitter. It's something we've never seen before and something I've never seen ever because <laughs> I don't watch baseball, but it's my second favorite sport. My least favorite sport 
And there's nothing the producer, he can't cut my microphone. He can't turn the volume down. He can't go to commercial. Is what Americans call soccer and what the rest of the word calls football. Football, footy, football, depending on the country. Soccer is my least favorite sport. And I understand they're like, oh, it's the most popular sport in the world. Yeah. It's popular because you can play it in countries where they cut your hands off for stealing bread. That's where it's really popular. Third world countries. Like, we don't really have any sporting equipment. I just got this cow skull. Can we kick it around? Yeah, kick it past, kick it past those two dead cows and it's a goal. Soccer's stupid. God gave you hands. Use them. I like golf more than soccer. Is that, is that bad? I like golf. You give me a, I don't even know anyone other than Tiger Woods in golf. And, and he's never been the same since uh, that fateful day. <laughs> Imagine that. You're top of the, you're just like, I'm the best. And he was, I'm going to break all the records and win, get, make all the money. And then, you know, a Perkins waitress <laughs> in the middle of Missouri takes down the empire. Tiger Woods, biggest nerd ever. How you blow it all, Tiger Woods? On a Perkins waitress, huh? I think that's what pissed his wife off the most. <laughs> like, if he was, if Tiger Woods was out there with, like, maybe high-priced call girls or something like that, his wife would be like, you're a pig. You're a piece of crap. I'm divorcing you, and I'm taking your stuff. But you make you because it's going to make TV when you cheat on your wife when you're Tiger Woods and, and it's a Perkins waitress. You're getting a golf club through the window, and you're you're getting beat and you deserve it. So golf better than soccer. Uh, what else? I don't even know what oh, I like. Uh, I watched my first uh, women's college basketball game. And, uh, oh, let's get into that hot topic. Let's, let's decipher that. Let's unpack that. Um, it seems like uh, honkies, and I speak because I'm 87% honky and 12.5% Native American. Um, <laughs> as an 87% honky, I can, I can make fun of honkies when we do honky stuff. <clears throat> Here's when we get interested in women's sports. Let a transgender woman win something, and we're all of a sudden the biggest fans of swimming. But he used to be a man. Yeah, he used to be a man. It's not fair. I get it, but don't pretend you care about women swimming. Now... Uh, a white girl, Caitlin Clark, who is a bad mamma jamma, by the way. She put up 40 points in a triple-double. Like, she is killing it. She had a great tournament. And then she talked a little trash. She puts her team up, swings the John Cena, you can't see me sign in front of her face. And then, uh, you know, that's kind of it. Now in the chance, but here's the thing that got so much play. So if you play her in the future, 
Yeah, she didn't do it in your face, but it got played so much, it's like she did it to everyone. If you're a competitor, you understand what I mean. Like, she didn't have to do it right in front of you to your face. When it aired, and they're like, this is her, she did that to everybody. She might as well have. The championship game doesn't go her way. One of the girls from LSU who had a great game, great season, is a great player. In the winding moments of the game, decides to, she's standing next to Caitlin Clark on the free throw lane and just happens to throw the, the John Cena thing back in her face. Points to her ring finger. Like, hey, we're going to win this championship. This did not make the honkies happy. The honkies called the girl classless. All the coded language like thug and classless and street and hood. And if you're a fan of Iowa basketball and you did this, I get it. Because you could breathe on Justin Fields, and I'm going to say you're the biggest criminal that ever happened. And you need, like, I get it if you're an Iowa fan. You're like, they, they're, they're your class. Like, you're going to find an excuse. But if you're just a regular run of the mill honky, you really got no excuses for <laughs> getting upset that uh, she got it back. She, she put it out there, and then she got it back. Well, there's a difference. She ran her down, and she, she did. It was personal with her. It, it, it's trash talk. You know who wasn't upset about it? You know who wasn't upset at all? About the LSU girl talking trash to Caitlin Clark? Caitlin Clark. She wasn't upset about it at all. She's like, yeah, I didn't really think twice about it. They played a great game, all that. You know, she's just like, she knows in her heart. She's like, yeah, I put it out there. I got it back. No, like, that's what it is. Just another. Now, this showed me, though, that... I thought only white liberals were capable of being offended on behalf of another person who isn't even offended about something that happened to them. I thought that was unique to white liberal women and men who might as well be women. And when I say men who might as well be women, it's stuff that are like, oh, women are just, you know, you know the guy. You've met the guy. The white liberal man who's like, he's not even cool enough for a man bun. Because if he had a man bun, that means he's probably lifted a weight. No, you know who I'm talking about. You know that guy. (laughs) So I thought being offended on behalf of someone else was exclusive to white liberals. But this weekend showed me white hillbillies can do it too. White hillbillies, white uh, conservatives also now can be offended for someone else who isn't even offended. What if that was your daughter? What if that was your daughter with the... My daughter talks a lot of trash for someone who can't do a push-up, okay? She's not going to be in there. But if she were... And she was all over national television, given the John Cena, you can't see me, shut up. You're down 15 points, shut your mouth. And then when she was down 15 points and somebody did it back to her, we'd have a laugh. 
She'd be like, oh, they got me back. But, you know, that's not the way it went. Congratulations to the LSU women's basketball team. That was amazing. That was, I, man, I tell my, I'm like, man, I don't know, why haven't I been watching women's college basketball? This is amazing. But I promise you, the next game I throw on next season, they're dribbling it out of bounds, tripping, airballing. It was lightning in a bottle, and it was amazing. This year's college men's tournament was a bracket buster. None of the number ones made it. But the, uh, the female tournament held, is it female or women's? I'm going to say women's tournament, but you can't really say women's anymore. The, uh, the non-men's tournament, women's tournament. Held the form. The best teams pretty much made it through. And it was, it was, it was good basketball. It was, it was a good time. I watched it. I was very surprised at how much I like it because I'm a raging misogynist. So there's my sports rankings. Uh, let's get on to some other things. Um, I'm going to rank top to bottom my favorite, or the top, not my favorite, but the best now, let's, we did rank, we, I just ranked my favorite sports. Let me do something real quick. Let me rank the best. Um, we'll start simple. NBA basketball players. Okay, just so I can show you how this is going to go. We're going to rank my favorite NBA basketball players. Here we go. Not my favorite. Because the rest of the lists that I came up with, I realized with sports, I ranked my favorite sports instead of the best because it's not objective or subjective. The one, two, three other ones that they had me do that uh, Carlina and KB had me rank were um, the best. So this, I'll just do a quick one off the fly. It's going to be the best NBA basketball players. Number one, Michael Jordan. Number two... Magic Johnson, number three, Kobe Bryant, number four, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, number five, Tim Duncan, number six, Larry Bird, number seven, I'm going to just keep naming players until I don't name LeBron James. All kidding aside, LeBron James is the second best player of all time. Lost more NBA Finals than any other player. Committed more turnovers in the playoffs than any other player. Missed more shots than any other player in NBA history, and that is commendable. Now let's move on to the lists that Carlina and Karate Brian had me go. The greatest, the best of the rankings. Rankings! Rank them all! Rank them now! Rankings on Family by Law with Brian Aldridge. That's a good theme song. Copyright 2023. We're going to rank the best in these categories. Criteria, uh, longevity, notoriety, and uh, competency. So here we go. Without further ado, we're going to rank the best. I don't know if I should tell you the category first or just start ranking the best. I'll do it this way. Number one is, uh, for this category, we're going, I'll just tell you who it is. It's William Bill Clinton. 
uh, former governor of Arkansas, uh, 42nd president of the United States, um, Hillary Clinton's husband, allegedly, and uh, he's number one overall. Um, and you might be thinking, oh, are we talking uh, Democratic presidents in the last 30 years, best presidents of 1990? We are talking about the GOAT, Bill Clinton, number one, all time of Jeffrey Epstein Island visitors. And we are off the air, everybody. We have been canceled. I am kidding. If I have a mysterious car crash involving only one car, you know who did it. I'm obviously kidding. I do not believe that Bill Clinton's the greatest Jeffrey Epstein Island visitor of all time. There's not even any proof he's ever been to Jeffrey Epstein's Island unless you count things like eyewitness testimony, photos, flight manifests, credit card transactions, things like that. But uh, Bill Clinton, you know, hey, no one's got you. No one can touch you. Bill Clinton, another one of those guys. <laughs> he got a little Tiger Woods in him. Like Hillary Clinton's got to be like, you're the president, man. Like back in the 90s, she was just like, I'm not even mad. I'm not attracted to you. But look, you, you, you're going you're gonna to make me look like a fool with it. That, the nose on that one woman you cheated on, Bill. Bill Clinton, my number one overall. I think I'm going to just cut that off at one. Because I'm joking, but I don't, need, I don't need the heat from this topic. I think it was a... I think they, they, they played a joke on me. Karate Brian and Carlina, they're like, hey, let's see if he'll really rank these. Let's change. Let's change gears. Go in a different direction. I think they got me dirty with that one. I think they know I'll just read anything they put on a list. For the record, I don't. This is parody. These are jokes. I don't really believe that the former governor of Arkansas visited Jeffrey Epstein's island on multiple occasions and did questionable things. And I don't think he's had 40 or 50 people killed. And, and you can, That's my official statement. Moving on, something lighter. Rankings, rank them up. Number one, boop, boop. That, I stole, that's a little Wayne's World adjacent there. If you're uh, under 35 years old, Wayne's World was a show that was a six-minute skit. Six-minute skit in Saturday Night Live, and they're like, let's make three movies out of that. And it went about as well as you can imagine from what I just described. I don't own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate an entire rack. That's the best thing that ever came out of all three movies. All right, now next we're going to rank Gino Kite. Guys! We're going to rank the all-time great genocides. Very funny. Number one, obviously, Holocaust. Let's be honest. That was the obvious. That was... 
not maybe not in pure numbers, but in cultural cultural like there's movies about you know what I mean there's a good you don't see a good Genghis Khan movie but plenty of good World War II movies that mustache is iconic by the way that's probably the most notor- notoriety although a lot of Controversy. Some people don't believe it happened. Some people believe the numbers were inflated. As for me, I believe. I believe it happened, and I believe the numbers behind it. And I don't think... Here's where I'm going to take a real moral stance. I don't think it should have happened. I think it was bad. Yeah. You can print that. Shame on you, Hitler. You shouldn't have done it. Genocides. I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna rank the one, because that seems like another trick you guys did to me, and I don't. I don't appreciate it. It was funny, yeah, funny. Like, aha, that's funny. But you know, look where it got us. Funny story about the Holocaust. You don't hear people start a lot of sentences with that, but. Uh, kind of funny when uh my wife's daughter by law my daughter my daughter-in-law carlina was in middle school her uh her class was going to go on a field trip to washington dc So they had like a meeting where we had to go into the auditorium and they were telling us all the things about the trip, how much it was going to cost, how it was going to be done, who was going to be picked, what eligibility, uh, trying to get volunteers for chauffeurs, all that kind of stuff. So it was was like uh, a meeting about the field trip to Washington, D.C. And they're talking about some attractions and things like that. Here's where... The funny Holocaust story comes in. Um, They say this year we're hoping to be able to see the Holocaust Museum when we go on the trip. Because last year we went, uh, it was closed down for something. The Holocaust Museum was closed down for something without missing a beat. My wife, Carlina's mom, turns to me and says, gas leak. (laughs) What? (laughs) I could not hold my laughter in. But I'm a good parent, so I look straight ahead. And (laughs) I just shook my head at her. And I said, you rapscallion. (laughs) Good one. But I don't think that was the issue. So we're going to move on from that one. Let's see if they, oh, finally a wholesome one. Karate Brian and Carlina would like me to rank the best vegetables of all time. No, we can't get in trouble now. (laughs) The first two, you threw me some curveballs. This one, now I get it now. I get where you were going. So I'm going to rank real quick the best vegetables And we'll see where we go. Obviously, number one, 
Stephen Hawking. It's not even close. Uh, <laughs> discovered so much. He thinks there's aliens out there and they're not friendly. Uh, married a nice woman. Studied a lot of things. And I'd like to see Romaine Lettuce do that, frankly. You know what I mean? Like, he's got that little thing that he... I think he's dead now. But most of the time when you eat a vegetable, he's dead. So, you know what I mean? It's not like he's that far, you know, behind something you just plucked out of the ground. They're both dead. Only he knows science. And I don't think most carrots know nuclear fission. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know because I've never held a meaningful conversation with a carrot. But I've also never held a meaningful conversation with Stephen Hawking. I just have to take other people's word for that. And I do. No one's really said anything bad about him until now, I guess. You know, until right now, no one's ever had a bad thing to say. So... My producer, Imaginary, right here is giving me the wrap it up symbol. So we're going to take this one home, if you will. I had planned to bring a guest on. I was going to have Carlina's mother talk about um, centering your chi. She's got one, a bunch of books that teach you about meditation. She's got this great one, 2100 Asians, that we have in the house. She's now telling me, she's showing it to me. It's 2100 Asanas. I'll put a picture of that up on the podcast page, and you can tell me that just a touch of dyslexia will show you that that is 2100 Asians. Next week, we will have our full crew back if there's a podcast to come back to. We will have uh, my daughter-in-law, by law, Carlina, back in the co-host chair. We will have Karate Brian in the producer's chair. We plan to talk about holidays. I thought she meant the sauce that goes on a Eggs Benedict at first. She did not. She said, holidays, you idiot. And that's a good joke, because hear me out, a lot of times people confuse it the other way. You know, a lot of times people call the sauce holidays. I called the holidays the sauce. I did a switcheroo. Pretty solid right there. So we got, next week we're going to talk about holidays, because it's uh, we're going to be coming off of Easter, one of the more... Uh, Pagan holidays disguised as religious. I don't understand how Jesus dying means we got to color Easter eggs. And that was always a fun part of my... That was, uh, that's just a weird thing. We did that as kids. Uh, we would dye the eggs, and then my, my mom would hide colored Easter eggs in the backyard. Up. Oh. Can't say that anymore. Um can't call eggs colored. We don't call things colored anymore. Um, she hid dyed Easter eggs with food coloring on them in the backyard. And uh, we used to get a buck per egg or something like that. 
one time we started inviting friends over and stuff, and my mom had to explain to me the economics of the two dozen eggs. <laughs> She's like, look, there's three of you. If you each find eight eggs, that's cool. You bring all these kids over, ain't even an egg a person. It's not fun, but I'll tell you what, it went fast. We've got the whole neighborhood over there, found all the eggs quick. Easter's coming. Easter will be there. Oh, speaking of Easter, April 9th, Easter Sunday, I'll be performing at McCurdy's Comedy Club. McCurdy's Comedy Club and Theater, or it's McCurdy's Comedy Theater. That's what they call it, and something club. McCurdy's in Sarasota. Look online at McCurdy's for tickets. Uh, if you've you had your Easter dinner, you're tired of the family, you're like, yeah, let's go out. Let's get out of here. I can only eat so much spiral ham. The farts. Oh, man. Deviled eggs are pretty low carb. I'm back in, I'm back in the driver's seat with the diet. We're going low carb again. Went strong through March. Deviled eggs are pretty low carb. I'm going to eat my fair share of those. And my wife is going to be in the car with me. And she is not going to be happy. Plan to fart a few times. So Easter Sunday, you've eaten the deviled eggs. Come fart up the McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Catch me. Um, very excited about that. And then next week on the podcast, we're back. We'll talk about holidays. We'll talk about how the show went. And we'll see if the kids got married in one of the Ricos. So I usually end every podcast by Carlina giving a sincere send-off. But this week I'll have to do that myself too. So here we go. Guys, gals, if you feel lost and there's no one to turn to and you feel like all of this is hopeless or you feel like you can't make it another day. Just know when you go out there, people have felt the same as you. And all you have to do to come out of that